good, all that is sacred, and in the warm and loving energy of this community, Spiritual Life Center. If you're joining us for the first time, we especially want to welcome you because we know that you are not here by accident. You're here by divine appointment. Thank you for joining us on your unique path today, and we hope you enjoy this special message from this past Sunday's service. I don't know about you, I could just rest in those words that were just sung by Anne. You know, that first line of that song asks, do you want to know me? He's talking about this presence that is beyond words. And as we listen to that song, I believe they were absolutely in sync as to why we may come to a service such as this or watch it online. It's not merely to get more information. Heck, if you want more information, Google it. It's not here to try to change our belief system, so, so to speak. We clearly don't come here, particularly in a place like Spiritual Life Center, to tell you the rules of conduct or doctrines or dogmas or anything like that. Even if we did, no one here would listen. No, I believe that we come here to bathe in an atmosphere, to bathe in an atmosphere in an environment that is rich in the awareness of the presence and the power and the love of something that is beyond words, but we know it's love itself. It is the potential of God itself. As the song says, this presence does not age. It does not fit in any space. It's even beyond the human eyes to see or to understand. We are here to be the full expression of it nonetheless. In other words, our mission, should we choose to accept it, and I think at some point we always will accept it, either by choice or we'll be pushed into it. Our mission is to embrace a mission that is beyond our capacity to humanly see so that our life is lived as an opportunity for growth, an opportunity for evolution, an opportunity for spiritual transformation so that we don't even recognize ourselves month after month. Now, for some folks, that uh, might be a relief. You know, you may know what I'm talking about. Some folks, every year, they may try to to be the same person, and they run out and try to change the mirror rather than to change or transform themselves. But if we embrace a large mission, I believe that you and I will grow from God's glory to greater glory, as it says, and we'll begin to appreciate that the spirit of the living God is limitless. So today's topic is don't limit God. 
Now, in reality, you know, we can't limit something that's limitless. We can't limit this presence. We only limit the amount of God that is expressed through and as us. So I thought about that. I was reading something from the Hebrew Bible, the Genesis, the 13th chapter, and the 14th and 15th verse. And it said that the Lord said unto Abram, if you know that story, that, you know, Lot was separated from him. And the consciousness of God came through Abram and said, lift up thine eyes and look from the place thou art northward and southward and eastward and westward. And he said that for all the land that you see, I will give it to you and I will seed you forever. You know, when we read those words, the Lord is nothing more than the law of life, the law of our being. It's not a person per se. And that conscience is speaking to and saying, basically, go beyond your limited perception. Go beyond the possibilities that you can see and believe in at this moment. And if you do, that's what you will experience. If you go beyond your limited belief in that moment, something more can happen. I remember years ago, I was at Unity Village and, you know, I used to jog regularly with some of them. My friends, and you know, this day I think I was jogging by myself, and you know, they had a lot of hills there, so I, I was jogging and jogging, and, and I got exhausted, and I was tired, and my mind was saying, well, you know, you can't jog anymore, you need to stop, rest, bend over, and, you know, because, you know, you've just reached your limit. And then at that moment, a dog out of nowhere came running after me, and for some reason, I was able to run faster than I ever had run up until that point. At that moment, I went beyond my limited belief. At that moment, my belief was changed. I was able to do more than I thought I could. Understand that, as it says in Luke, that it's God's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And kingdom is not a place. It's the ever-expanding good. It means expansion. But often we limit God's presence in our life by having a limited concept of ourselves. I've come over time to believe that what stops us from going to the extra experiences that we think we can have is not anything, it's not really the plan that we have or maybe the, the people that are around us. It's really the concept or our self-image because we can never go beyond the rim of our own self-concept. We can never go beyond the rim of our own self-image. And I recall when I was in, in high school, I had a, a, a counselor that said, you know, I, I, I invite you to go ahead and, you know, take this speech class and learn how to speak in front of people. I said, well, I can't do that. I'm not going to do it. And uh, he convinced me that I should. So eventually I did. And uh, I realized that I was putting a limitation on myself. You know, we limit God by having a limited mindset. And that limited mindset really shows up in a lot of different ways. One of them is negative biases or pessimistic thoughts, as psychologists would say. Sometimes you may run into individuals that, you know, you, you tell them a plan, an idea, and, you know, before you can even get into the details of it, they say, well, let me tell you why this ain't going to work. And they haven't even heard the plan yet. But they have a negative bias or a negative expectation for nearly everything, it is a consciousness. And if we want to take the limit off God, we have to curb our own negative biases, our own pessimistic thought processes, our own minds. 
Because this is, you know, they talk about, you know, the, the virus or of a pandemic or anything like that. But this is a mind virus that can never go away unless we begin to excavate it from our minds. Now, our expectations, even negative ones, are, are meant to help us navigate, you know, sometimes a complicated world. You know, it helps us simplify, you know, a wider range of outcomes to any situation. And those negative expectations can help us sometimes anticipate and avoid danger. And when used properly, it can do that. But usually those beliefs are not up to date. They have nothing to do with what's really going on right now. And so we use that to stop us from moving forward. The bias to sense danger sometimes inaccurately skews how we see a situation ahead of us. And sometimes chronic pessimistic thoughts really just put us in a position where we're more vulnerable to actually experiencing that unpleasant or that negative outcome. And so sometimes individuals are so caught up in that negative bias, they forget that is not who they are. That's just a thought that they have. It's just a cyclical thought, a pattern that they've been caught up into. And I you know, I speak for myself, I've been caught up in that from time to time. But we must realize that is not our real identity as spiritual beings. And to the degree we think that it is, we are limiting the power of God. We're limiting the force, as I like to call it. So to take the limit off God operating in our life, we must become aware of what's passing through our consciousness so that we can curb those negative biases and redirect our mindset upward or northward, southward, eastward, as it says in the words of that uh, scripture from Genesis. And when we do, we no longer put a limit on this presence in our life. Now, there's a practical tip I think we can engage in, and that is to set the intention. The first thing in the morning at least I've been trying to do this regularly, is to, to say I'm going to monitor my thoughts throughout the course of the day. Just watch. What am I thinking about? Maybe have an alarm on, on, on your watch that says, boom, watch. What are you thinking? So I can catch, you know, the negative bias mode that I may be being. And then we can begin to set a positive expectation to transcend that, go beyond that. And we do that by talking to ourselves with positive expectancy. You know, sometimes I, I know some, some friends who are really great athletes and they did well in college. And a couple of folks I happen to know that did in the pros even. And I realized that, you know, when a baseball player steps up to the plate, they're always going to tell themselves they're going to knock it out of the park. They're going to get a hit. They're going to get on base. They may not get on base most of the time. In fact, most of the time they don't. But that's what they tell themselves. But I take that idea we can do the same in our own life. We can say, I'm going to knock out this day and have a great day. I'm going to knock out this situation and transform it to something magnificent. I'm going to knock it out of the park. I'm going to have a magnificent day. So we practice positive self-talk to take that limit off the presence of God. But on top of that, we, can often, we often limit the, the largest of this God presence or this infinite potential of the presence by reactive visions of our life. Often people are living their life as a reaction to a circumstance or a situation. Something's happened. Something's happened in their lives. 
Somebody did something to them. Something said something to them. In their whole life, they're then living to prove them wrong. You know, I've done this. I'll show them. I'll get them back. I'll do this. I'll do that. And their vision more is a reaction to a circumstance. It's a reaction to a situation which inhibits our soul, our real self, our spiritual self from releasing its life energy. So you and I are to become aware that we are standing at the center of this limitless universe, this limited potential. And in this moment, there is something within you and me that has never been born, has never been dead. As that song said, that as Anne was singing, it has no age with it. It does not age with time. It has nothing to do with our parents or our ancestors or circumstances or any situations at all. It has something to do with the eternal, this presence breaking into time as our life here and now. And so you and I are to release this limited reactive visions that sometimes we catch up into and accept the vision of God that is seeking to express through us now. We get that when we lowly listen. We no longer listen to the outside. That means that very often we have a vision of how our life should be. And oftentimes we receive messages from the society outside of us, from our parents, from our teachers, from other people. And they become ingrained in us and we're not even conscious of them anymore. You know, many people have been caught up in, in, in the consumer-driven world that often runs us. So the visions that they have about life don't come from this unlimited presence we call God. It comes from that limited societal viewpoint that sometimes has gone mad. And we end up obsessing over stuff that does not matter. And when we do, we distance ourselves from our real self, our authentic self, our soul, so the reactive vision is taking over us. But our real self says, yeah, be a conduit of love. You know, because we can say anything about God, but I think we can agree on one thing, no matter what, that we can say that God, this presence, this force, this something beyond words is love itself. And then we come from life by being of service from that perspective. And any vision that comes from God, whether it's a business vision or a relationship vision or a program or a project, is to be a conduit to deliver love and spiritual ideas in our life and on our very planet. And then everything else is added to us. That's why it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, all of his righteousness, and everything else begins to be added. So we do not limit God by a limited mindset or by having reactive visions. Instead, we travel outside the, the orbit of our habitual thinking, and begin to see a whole new world that is available to us no matter what is going on around us. And it will help us move any limitation on this presence when we do that. Now, when we understand that, we understand this scriptural reference that said, that allegedly comes from the master teacher Jesus when he said, uh, lo. Actually, I believe he said, yo. He said, yo. <laughs> But every time he said, yo, or lo, he said, give me your attention. I got something important to tell you. And he said, lo, I will be with you. And he wasn't talking about him. He's talking about this presence. It'll be with you even until the end of the world. 
But we have to hear this. Because in order to take the limit off God, we have to understand that life as we know it is about to end. And not because of anything in the outside or some pandemic or anything like that. Our life as we know it is about to change forever. I think we're going through a great paradigm shift in our world. And you may be going through that in your own individual life. So we're not going to be the same persons. And the things that are going on in our life are not going to be operating on the same level. And we cannot take the limit off God and stay the same as individuals. We cannot take the limit off God and, and live the same narrow perception that we have been in the past. So we hear those words, oh, I will be with you even until the end of the world. We're not talking about the end of the physical existence of the planet. That's not what that means. We're talking about the world that has been created by our own little narrow perceptions and sometimes our faulty notions about what life is all about. That world has to come to an end. I think it's reaching that point in, sometimes in our society today. And it's not anyone's fault that the world has been limited. It may be laden with fears, be laden with doubt, be sometimes laden with worry, and we take it on. Things happen to people when they're young and, and they're influenced by these experiences in their life. You know, I often talk about when I was young, I was abandoned by my mother. and That had an impact on my own color of how I saw the world and create my own limitations and self-image concepts. There are all kinds of things that have happened. And people then make choices. We all make choices. And these choices are often made from that limited viewpoint which is really fear, doubt, and worry. And then they build these little worlds, and they hope these little worlds never change. And oftentimes we change, we build these little worlds, and they become fortresses to protect ourselves from the loss, from the lack, from the limitations. And then we try to pray for a miracle from that vantage point. Can't happen. Now, a miracle is nothing more than an instant demonstration of truth. It's not being... You know, you know, some favor coming from outside of us. The miracle is always happening. We want to get in tune with what is already happening. Well, to get with that miracle, that little world that we may have caught ourselves in, it has to be destroyed. It has to fall apart. So we say, fear not, fear not. Because when we do, that little world will end and the world may be collapsed that we've had. You know, we've got to be like the little chicken in the egg that says, man, this life is getting a little crowded in this egg. I got to get out. It looks scary out here. But we know we got to break through. And then we realize that's where the potential and all of God is. So to take the limit off God and experience the so-called miraculous, we must abandon ourselves to the power within us. And we will fully understand that statement, oh, that which is within you is far more powerful than that which is in the world. And to such a degree that our world is shattered beyond recognition that happens sometimes, that we know that behind that there is something unfolding that is a greater good. This is why we pray. You know, it means that when you pray, you realize that prayer is an integrated process. You get more of that if you take Monica's course on affirmative prayer. But ultimately, what we're doing, we're communing with what's real. We're communing with what's changeless. We're communing with what's omniactive, that's all-knowing, that's everywhere present. That's what we're doing. 
Now, we may, and I've been at this place in the early of my spiritual life and still growing. We may be at a particular level of a fullment where we're maybe standing over here and we're praying to a God over there, trying to change something right here, when we realize that everything we need is already here. Of course, we start off maybe praying like that, but we call that superstition once we realize, you know, what it's all about. But it's okay. It's a start. And as a human race, we're growing out of the superstitious way of being into awakened awareness. And that's why when they asked the Buddha, who are you? He said, man, I'm awake. That's what he got. I'm awake. You know, if we read the Bible, and I've been threatened to do this Bible course, I guess I'm going to have to do it eventually because folks will ask me from time to time. But we realize that the Bible is nothing more than an evolution of consciousness. That's what it is. You know, we move from the superstitious Old Testament portion of the Bible where there's a God there being jealous and pissed off and upset, mad at you, changing up on you, be one way one day, another way the next. People doing things, trying to influence God, which would be crazy if everybody's trying to influence this presence. We would have a chaotic world. That's maybe why we have a chaotic world now, because we're all trying to do different things. But then we begin to move to the New Testament where Jesus is saying that God is love. It's all summed up there. It's an unfoldment of human consciousness. So we are here today with the awareness that our active, affirmative prayer life is a process in which we become integrated into this ultimate, changeless, limitless, loving reality and becoming conscious and aware and communing with that which is. We no longer try to beseech or try to influence the presence of God. Rather, we're allowing ourselves to be influenced by this presence. And there is no limitation with this presence because God knows nothing about any limitation. We do. But we can take that limit off the presence of God through a change of thought. What we call ourselves practical spirituality, I always have to leave at least one other practical thought, practice that we can use to take the limit off of God in our life. And that is we can stop looking into the future for our good. You know, we say that our ego, you know, heard this phrase that ego means edging God out. And oftentimes the ego asks, what's next? But the heart asks, what's now? God is now. So we want to run out. You don't want to run out and, and look for what's going to happen next necessarily in life. Not to say we don't have visions, but we want to be fully present here and now. And we look around at the here and now and we find something, anything, any small thing to appreciate. And then we begin to appreciate it, be grateful for it. And then what happens is vibrationally, we become in tune with gratitude. We become in tune with harmony. We become in tune with appreciation. We become in tune with thanksgiving. And this expands our perception so we can live with a spiritual vision. And we're preparing ourselves for the instant demonstration of that which is always going on. God, the unlimited good. 
then we realize that there's only one life, and that is the life of God. And it is the life of health. It is the life of everything about us. And when we appreciate anything in our life, anything that's working, we have a vibrational match with it. And then we expand our perception to that spiritual vision and something wonderful begins to happen. Something wonderful begins to happen. We begin to take the limits off. We take the limits off. We take the limits off. And when we take the limits off of God, God takes the limits off of us. And we become unlimited. Peace and blessings to you. We are grateful for the opportunity to share with you today and hope you've taken something from this Sunday's message. If you'd like to hear more from Spiritual Life Center, be sure to click subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening from. You can find out more about our community on our website at www.slcworld.org. We look forward to being a part of your continued spiritual journey. Wherever you are, God is, and all is well. Spiritual Life Center One heart.